Wow, incredible. How many of you know what game that is? Jenga. I'm not sure Jenga, Jenga, Jumanji. It's Jenga. Jenga. It's this, this, everybody knows this game. It was invented in the early 1970s, my generation. And uh, it is played now literally around the world. In 2020, Jenga was introduced into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Last year, the makers reported over 90 million sets, 4.8 billion blocks played with around the world. Now, the rules of the game are very simple. You have to take a block out anywhere except the, except the top and then replace it on top. And you move and replace and build and replace. You keep pulling until the tower begins to fall. And so you, you pull the blocks out ever so gently. And then you pull the wrong block out and it falls. The psalmist in Psalms 11 verse three asks a great question. If the foundations are destroyed, what are the righteous to do? If you pull the wrong block out, what are we supposed to do? And if we are spiritually alert and aware, we are watching the foundations of our society falling apart one block at a time. And so the tower is teetering and it's ready to collapse. Why? Because we keep removing blocks. And one of the foundational blocks is the family. But within that family structure designed by God, there is a unit that is being removed. And that is the dads, the fathers are being removed from the home and it's destroying the American family. So my question for you this weekend, dads, men of God, is will you fight for your family or will you let your family fail? Father God, we come to you right now. Lord, we ask for a prophetic word. We ask that you would open us, that you would expose us, that you would help us see. First, God, we say to you, happy Father's Day. For you are Abba, you are our Father, and you are full of grace and mercy and love and acceptance and forgiveness. It's incredible. And even though, God, I was abandoned by my earthly father, because of that, was physically and sexually abused and my life crumbled. Yet you never leave us. You are not like some of our earthly fathers who failed. You're the father who never fails. Open our eyes today to your plans, to what's going on in our nation and how we can repair our families. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, happy Father's Day. Great to see you, men of God. Welcome all of our campuses. We're so glad the dads are here. This weekend, we're gonna celebrate dads. We're gonna celebrate fatherhood. So whether you're watching online or in person, whether you're watching later, we're thrilled you're with us. Now, I need to, I need to, I need to say something. So if you're listening, say, I am. Okay, ladies, we honor and empower women at Faith Promise Church. Is that right? Is that right? It's not Mother's Day. It's Father's Day. 
I'm, some of the women are gonna be unhappy about this message, and that's okay. I need you to email Josh Whitehead at faithpromise.org because listen, I will delete negative emails. I don't read negative emails. So what people do now is they email, will say, Dr. Chris Stevens, this is positive. <laughs> I'm not kidding, because I really don't want to hear, it, I'm not going to, are you with me? And I'm going to get all up in your grill this weekend. Someone makes people mad and it's okay. It's a gift. It may not be yours, it's mine. And so we're going to talk about men, we're going to talk about fathers. Now, if you missed last weekend, let me say something over the top. I think last weekend was one of the greatest sermons I've ever heard in my life. So, Pastor Kyle, talking about first heaven where we live, problems, third heaven where God lives, answers, blocked by second heaven warfare. And so it, it, even in that message, if you miss it, please listen, because it's going to help you get this weekend's prophetic word. So we are living in the most fatherless culture in American history. In 1950, 4.2 children were born out of wedlock in America. Now it's debated today what the number, somewhere between 33 and 51%. I, man, I, I searched deep and wide to try to ascertain the number, different ways to count. Different, so to be accurate, between 33 and 51% of all children in America are born without fathers in the home. And we are ignoring the consequences of fatherless homes. So again, if the foundations are destroyed, and then the prophetic word that God closes the Old Testament with in Malachi says this, and we'll go back to verse five, behold, I'm going to send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the children to their fathers. If we embrace that prophetic word and that happens in us, God will not come and smite our land with a curse. If we reject that word, if we continue on the path we're going in America, our country will be smited with the curse of fatherlessness, and I don't think God has to lift a finger. I think we bring it all on ourselves. Does this make sense? Let me give you a great wildlife illustration that I heard, it's incredible. Kruger National Park in Africa, the population of the African, uh, African elephants was declining. So the biologists came and they created a program to try to elevate the population, and it worked. The elephants boomed, man, they were everywhere. Uh, to the point that there were too many elephants, and so they're going to transfer some of these African elephants from Kruger National Park to a park not far away. And they did that. They got those huge construction helicopters and big straps. They took some females. The, the male bull elephants were too heavy, so they took a bunch of, of, of teenage, of juvenile elephants to the new park. <clears throat> Something very bizarre began to happen. The white rhinos began to be killed every night. White rhinos were dying. They thought it was poachers, but they weren't cutting off the horn of that rhino, which is what a poacher would do, so they put cameras up. Come to find out, these juvenile teenage elephants were killing the white rhinos. Now, white rhinos and elephants are buddies. They're pals. They never attack each other. So the bodies got together, said, so what are we gonna do? We're gonna lose all our white rhinos. They came up with an incredible plan. 
They made stronger harnesses and they brought mature bull elephants over. When the bull elephants arrived, there was no more killing of the white rhinoceroses because the mature bull elephants told the juvenile elephants, that's not behaving like an elephant. We don't do that here. And and it stopped. We've lost the bull elephants in the homes and we don't know how to act anymore. It just, it, it just is. And right now we're adding a million children born out of wedlock every year over greater than the year before. So this problem is exponentiating upon itself and nobody's talking about it. Are we people of the word? So the failure, the falling of the family, our foundation being destroyed should alarm us. But here's the deal. I want you to catch this. You need, to be, you need to see the world through biblical, prophetic eyes. No one is sounding the alarm in America. Let me tell you why. Because of the council culture. If you speak against the current culture, we will cancel you. So we've lost the prophetic voice because people are afraid. Personally, cancel me I don't care. Are you with me? So now we have this progressive culture, listen to me, that does not want us to connect fatherlessness, elevated crime, elevated violence, elevated everything bad. They don't want you to see that because the LGBTQA community, as they fight for equality, want to normalize fatherlessness. Just a fact. A healthy father in the home is a foundational building block. Remove him and society falls apart like a Jenga castle. Again, the progressive march in America toward two mommies and toward two daddies, no healthy father, destabilizing and deconstructing the traditional family and God's design for the family and the home. It's happening all right now. Within one or two generations, it's happened. Genesis 2.20, and for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, the two shall become one flesh. One, not two, one. Take one out, you don't have one, you have a half. And a half a parent cannot parent well. Now, again, if you missed last weekend, go watch the message because you see the first heaven problem, fatherlessness. There's a third heaven. There's a third heaven answer, which is turning the hearts of the children, the fathers, the fathers of the children. But there's a second heaven warfare that's going on that owns this culture that wants you not to put it together, not to connect the dots. So this progressive move in our culture, the enemy has a singular goal. That is the deconstruction of God's foundation for the culture, the society, which is the family. Now, men and women, this is gonna be a shock to you. Let me give you a revelation. Men and women are not the same. I love the difference. Woo! Woo! 
Thank you, God, for the difference. Woo! Come on. Thank you, God. Men and women are equally powerful, but as Chris Valentin said, they are distinctly different. Let me give you some stats. If you're listening, I'm listening. 93% of all inmates in the United States of America are men. There are over a million men incarcerated right now in America. 75% of those inmates grew up without a father. Three quarter. Oh, that's just a that's just that's coincidence. According to the CDC, fatherlessness homes are responsible for you get this, 63% of all stu, of all youth suicides, five times the national average. 90% of all runaways, fatherless homes, 32 times the national average. 85% of all students exhibiting highly dysfunctional behavior like shooting people, kids killing kids, fatherless homes, 20 times the national average. 80% of all rapists, fatherless homes, 14 times the national average. 71% of all high school dropouts, fatherless homes, nine times the national average. If you live in a fatherless home, you are, a fatherless home, you are five times more likely to live and stay in poverty. And here's, let me see, here's the deal. People are wondering, what about school shootings? What about, what about, what about, what about this violence? Fatherlessness is driving violence through the loss of identity of a generation. When you lose the connection between God, between a father, that's what happened when Cain lost his connection, he killed his brother. See, we, we lose connection to heavenly father, earthly father. There's a price that's gonna be paid. Are y'all with me? There's a price. So let me give you six outcomes or what I would call the consequences of fatherlessness. Are you ready? Now listen, I, you're not gonna like all these. They just are true. A lack of fathers leads to a lack of healthy masculinity in men. Too many fathers are alive today, but they are physically, emotionally, or spiritually absent in the home. Right after the Civil War, 670,000 people died, Americans in the Civil War, most of those men. So there was more fatherlessness post-Civil War, but the daddies were dead. Today, we have fatherlessness like we've never had, and the daddies are all alive. Gender confusion increases when the fathers are absent. See, we now look at masculinity as a dysfunction. But so men are losing their ability to provide, protect, and promote their family. So here's where we are in the 21st century. Transgenderism is normal and masculinity is a dysfunction. We're watching it, but we're not connecting the dots. Matter of fact, abortion, just exploding, it's happening because women are being impregnated by dudes, not dads. See, millions of unborn are not because of poor motherhood, but because of a lack of fatherhood. It's just what it is. Are y'all with me? A lack of fatherhood leads to a lack of discipline. Finish this sentence for me. Are you ready? Wait until you're Father gets home. Better believe it. Why? Because the father leads discipline. When my two boys were little and Michelle whipped them, they cried. At 12, they folded their arms and laughed. 
and turned around and said, are you done? Until she said, wait until your father gets home. (laughs) Then they begin to be afraid. And Michelle would say, Chris, the children are afraid of you. And I say, they better be afraid of me because I will kill them and make another one that looks just like them. (laughs) Are you with me, dads? Come on. See, remove the men and boys don't know what to do with their aggression. The American prison system, and we love God behind bars, are full of violent offenders who grew up without fathers because dads show sons what to do with aggression that comes from testosterone. You get 12, 13, you get a shot of this testosterone, you go stark raving crazy and you don't know what to do. Step up dad, grab him in a headlock, give him some nookies and tell him what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to live. You channel it. You discipline it. You teach it to boys what to do. See, aggression, listen, aggression that's unharnessed is aggression that leads to violent crimes, gangs, children, shooting children, unspeakable tragedies. If there was a dad in the home, there wouldn't be a gang. If there was a dad in the home, our prisons wouldn't be full because dads teach what to do. Our society is sick, why? Because we're deconstructing the family. Culture's doing it. Hey, you know what COVID, what COVID was good for? Everybody's at home and they began to see what the school system's teaching their kids. Gender reassignment. They're teaching home sex is great. Right here, no good old Bible belt buckle Knoxville. We didn't even realize it was going on because we're disconnected. We, we, didn't, we didn't realize what was happening. We have people go to this church that eight, nine, and 10 year old girls who tell their fathers and mothers, I want to be the, op- I want to be a boy are already getting at 13, a kid can go begin gender reassignment without parental approval. That's where we are. Why? Because the dads are gone. So what we're trying to do in this crazy America, are we crazy? We're trying to, we're trying to have first heaven answers to first heaven problems when it's a third heaven answer. Elected officials, appointed officials are helpless to change the culture, blaming everything else other than there's no dads training their children. Are you with me? They're screaming gun control, gun control, gun control. It's gonna fix it. No, they'll kill each other with knives and cars and baseball bats. Go to Europe and see how kids kill kids. Wake up. We need a third heaven answer, which is we need a father, a heavenly, and we need some earthly fathers. You say, my dad's gone. We have spiritual surrogate fathers in this church. See, a lack of fatherless leads to a lack of confidence in men to provide for their families. And we end up in a cycle because men aren't trained, and we just end up in this cycle. We got third, third heaven answers, but we're not doing it. See, in America, we blame God for a school shooting when we evicted God. That's right. It's a golf clap. I didn't expect anything much this weekend. So here's the deal. We evict God and then blame him for our problems when the problems are because there's no dads training kids. Don't evict God and then blame him. Bring God back and watch the favor cover us once again. A lack of fathers leads to too many boys and not enough men. 
Because see, boys are not invited into manhood when there's no men. So at 13, when Micah turned 13, I did a bar mitzvah. You say, it's Jewish. Are you Jewish? You got, a, you got, a, you got the little star, David. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jewish spiritually. Because my Messiah was Jewish. If you're anti-Semitic, you are dumb as a stick. <laughs> I, I don't even, I didn't even make sense to me. So Micah memorized all these verses. We invited 20 men over. Grilled out. Ugh. Red meat. <laughs> And then Micah quoted those verses. Those men gathered around him. They laid hands on him. They spoke words over him and they brought him men kind of gifts. See, we've got to have these, we've got to have these transitions of boys into manhood. When will you ever know you're a man unless a man tells you you're a man? See, it's easy for females because girls hit menstrual cycle and women come around and say, you're coming into your womanhood. Let me show you what to do. But guys, we just let flounder out there. Does this make sense? Have some stinking rites of passage. A lack of father leads men, ladies, that are mad at me right now. It, 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 see, single men pursue mothers, not wives. Because they relate to women as mothers and sisters, not wives and lovers. Why? Because they've never seen a dad love a mom. They've never seen how to treat a mother. Ladies, single ladies, you want to marry a great guy, make sure he had a great dad or he's got a surrogate. See, they don't pursue partners who will challenge them and, and, and do that. No, they choose, they're pursuing mothers that will coddle them because that's all they've experienced. See, the father's role is provide, protect, and promote. And what we've done, we piled all those fatherly roles onto mothers. Does this make sense? And so now we're living in a culture where girls want to be boys and boys want to be girls and nobody understands what we're doing. See, a lack of a father leads to a lack of purpose. Because listen, when there's no dads, once you hear this, this culture today, young adults, you got to get this. Authenticity today is being true to my feelings not to the facts. Doesn't matter what the Bible says, let me tell you how I feel. I don't give a rat's rear end how you feel. I care about what God says. Are, are you with me? Now, your feelings matter, but your feelings may not be factual. So men and fathers, let me tell you something, you can do this. You were made to do this. God will fill you to do this. I didn't have a role model. I've been a perfect dad, but I'm telling you, I've, I have learned through watching other men and reading the word of God how to be a dad. If I had to do it all over again, so what, I changed stuff so much. I wasn't perfect, but I was there. Are y'all with me? So we need surrogate dads to fill the role where dads are gone. Would y'all agree with that? So listen, if you serve in, if you serve in preschool, men, you serve in epi kids or you serve in epi students. Would you just go ahead and stand where you are? Just go ahead and stand. Come on, stand up. If you're serving, go ahead, stand up, stand up. Come on, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Now, keep standing. Keep standing. Now, listen, don't, don't sit down. Look around the room. That's not enough. We need more men. Go ahead and sit down, guys. You want to find out how to talk to one of these guys that are standing up? Ron Noy, one of our elders, 
been an elder here since we've had elders. Man's man has worked with two-year-olds for 28 years of faith promise. And that dude is a beast. He was picking up those big round bells, hey, that big spear, got speared in the back and kept working. You spear me in the back with that big spear in a tractor, I'm going home. <laughs> but what does he do? He shows what a real man is like to little bitty boys and girls that faith promises don't have one. That's what we gotta do, guys. That's you gotta suck it up, buttercup, and get in there and serve with us and be some stinking men. Are y'all with me? Come on. Now, I'm so far behind, I could preach for two hours on this. I wanna give you five quick building blocks that fathers need, that fathers do. Are you ready? If you're ready, say I'm ready. Men, you teach your kids to conquer their fears and not negotiate with the enemy. We don't negotiate with fear. We don't negotiate with insecurity. We don't negotiate with hell. We don't negotiate. We by faith stand as men of God and protect our families. Are y'all with me? Come on, are y'all with me? We teach them. Now, let me just put the caveat because some of you guys got more fear than you have faith. Our giving in the last three months has dropped a little. You know why? Because gas is up by 300% and groceries are up by 100%. And now you're afraid. We don't give out of fear. We bring God's tithe into his storehouse without fear, full of faith. And man, you teach your family, we put God first here. That's all women saying amen. It really is because women want the men to rise up and be the leader. They want women. Listen, they're not sitting around burning bras. Don't the men be the leader. So man, I must go, please, sir, please jump in there. Fathers, they provide for their family. First Timothy 5, 8, a man that doesn't provide for his family is now the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You provide for your family. But let me tell you what else. Fathers teach their kids to compete for the prize, to believe the promises, to go after that woman they love, to go after that job they want, to go after God like it matters more than anything, to go after the future instead of sitting back being passive and weak and hanging back. Men teach men to rise up and go for it. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Men help their kids to discover their identity in Jesus. Listen, you are not a soccer player. You are not a baseball player, a football player, a gymnast, a cheerleader. You're not a brainiac or a jock. You are a Christ follower first and foremost. Everything flows out of that. Everything rolls out of that. Men help their kids discover their identity in Jesus and who they are. It's crazy. Well, I'm gonna go to school and find out who I am. A degree won't help you discover who you are. Go over there and walk the UTC camp, UTK campus and see if you understand what's going on over there. And see if you think people, degrees don't help you with that. Dads help you with that. I love it. Got a friend goes here, incredible. He's, he's, got, he's got three boys, and he and his wife began to see early what their boys, what their propensity was, so he began to put people in their life to help them grow. One of the boys had propensity to, be a, to work with cars, wanted to be, so he called me and said, hey, dude, I don't know jack about cars, but my son needs a mentor for cars. That's no problem, I got that. We got one of the greatest auto builders in the United States that goes to Blount County. Guy's incredible. 
I called him and said, hey, bro, I got a teenager. I'm going to send you away. Work him this summer like a rented mule and don't pay him. Oh, I can do that. He called me and said, this is one of the sharpest kids I've ever seen. What did his dad do? His dad saw in him, and he's calling out his purpose. You know what we say? Well, go to college. And if you do not prepare your kids to go to college spiritually, they will come out atheists, hating God and blaming you. They will. Boy, you see, that's not even a golf clap. Go over there and find some godliness at UT campus. It's not there. Fathers leave a legacy. They leave a legacy. They leave a legacy. Because it's not about the dads, it's about building a family in the next generation. I'm gonna tell you, my kids are gonna go so much farther than me and Michelle went, and we come a long way, baby. We come there on our shoulders, and I tell them I expect incredible things from you. Right here's where you're diving off. Right here's where you're diving off. They will live with me holding their feet and their mother holding their feet to another level of walking with God, another level of ministry. We got them right here. And people will look at them and they will say, Zach, you're incredible, Micah. What a company, Faith. You're incredible and nobody will see right below the surface. We got them right here. Because it's not about me. It's about leaving a legacy. I will restore the hearts of the fathers to the hearts of the children. Or... I'll smite the land with a curse. Now listen, you may be here and you got a father wound as big as you could drive a Mack truck through. I got it. See, we all want a dad. I've gone and found me some. I was at a retreat last week and wrote down in one of the deliverance section, I released my father from abandoning me and me being sexually and physically abused because he wasn't there to protect me. But guess what? My God is with me always. Are y'all with me? And so maybe you got a father wound. Listen, we've got to walk healthy so we can train the next generation. The culture says, you don't need a daddy. That's all right, it's gonna crumble and burn. Like every great empire in the history of humanity has. Everyone. So in just a minute, I'm gonna pray every campus Maybe that campus pastor, you guys will come on up. I'm gonna ask you to pray over the congregation that we're gonna open. So guys, come on up. But we're gonna open up all the altars. There's Lord's Supper. You can light a candle and ask God to light a fire in your heart. You can kneel at a cross. You can come to one of our prayer counselors at, at the altars and say, I, I got a hole. I got a hole. Still today, I'm so healed, I'm so freed up. But you ask Michelle, I watch a movie with a daddy in it, I'm done. I've told the story before, but we were watching Angels in the Outfield. Y'all remember that? That movie's over and I was on the floor. I listened, I wasn't just crying, I was ugly crying. Sobbing, snot slinging, just sobbing. And Michelle is horse laughing me. Yeah, yeah, you see what I get? Y'all don't know, y'all don't know. Horse laughing, she said, what are you crying for? I said, you don't understand, you had a dad. I didn't have a dad, I got adopted by God, just like that boy in that movie. Then she started ugly crying. Yeah. Let's get healed up, church. Come on, body of Christ. Come on, let's get healed up. So you can serve. 
so you can care, so we can be a model for the next generation. Father God, we come to you, the only one true God, the absolute Father, the eternal creator, the lover of our souls, that God, we need you. We're living in this whack, jacked world that says good is bad and bad is good. The foundations are being destroyed, but God, you will have a remnant. We will walk with you. We will believe your word. We will stand firm. We will shine the light. We will be the salt. We will be the love. And God, we ask you to fill our hearts, salve our wounds. Let the bomb of Gilead flow. Give us a holy moment. God, fill us and thrill us as we say happy Father's Day. God, set us free in Jesus' name. Come on, let's stand right now and let's do whatever God says to you.